Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Matt Brown has been all over this, along with many other things today. Matt now joins us on 365 Sports. And Matt... How excited are you? Is it like Christmas Day when the EA Sports put out that image yesterday? I, I got to tell you, this it's it's not quite Christmas, but it is nice to have the internet not screaming at me for a change. You know, <laughs> comparing the public response to yesterday with the national championship game, when so many people seem to be convinced that I worked for EA and was like personally responsible for them not getting this trailer, um, it's fun to see so many people excited. It's 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 fun to see. Uh, a reminder that this project is very much happening here. It's, it's fun to see many of the things that I've been talking about kind of come alive here on video. Um, I, I hope that this that this meets everyone's expectations because it's, it's a big deal for so many people uh, and, and not just consumers. Matt, um, I, I wonder, could you convince them for, it's probably too late for 25, but for 26, could you maybe license out athletic director simulator 4000 and make that part of it it would be it would be pretty fun wouldn't it you know there's been a running joke and i'm not optimistic this this happens but you know in a lot of these sports games you have like a a a twitter like news feed uh you know feature right where it might show various reporters talking about things that happened during your dynasty and i've 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 developed relationships with a couple developers and i'm like listen i would love to be in this game you don't have to pay me put me in for free and all I want to do is like be in the newsfeed, making uh, saying updates about next year's game, uh, and you can have everybody else talk about like upsets and what's happening on the field, and you know have that be a little Easter egg. Um, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know if maybe every EA executive has the same sense of humor uh, as some of those people, but if, if anybody at Electronic Arts wanted to talk about a Simulator and how to incorporate some of those features into the game, they've all got my phone number. 
Matt, millions of views on the trailer release and millions of people talking about it. It seemed like yesterday. Any clue from uh, the folks that you talked to of just kind of how they've uh, received all the news and just how the uh, reception went over to the uh, trailer breaking? Oh, I mean, everyone I've talked to, you know, at and around EA is is over the moon. And, you know, part of it is because, you know, so again, the people that are like making the blood and guts of this game that are doing the rendering, doing the coding, working on uh, on trying to make this a realistic adaptation, they're college football sickos too. And it, it's it's hurtful for them, I think, to not be able to tell the world about what they're doing. Uh, I then have to read a lot of mean criticism of the project, people saying it's not going to happen, that they don't trust you. So being able to, to finally share that with the world and, and get an almost universally excited, positive news, I think has to feel great for them. It's it's exciting for the schools themselves. You, I mean, well, I think we I don't know if Baylor has, but I've seen plenty of programs have already put out their own individual, you know, uh, graphics confirming their participation and, and talking about how they're going to be part of the game. It, it's just very exciting for the, anybody involved in college football, whether you're a player or a fan or, or, or an administrator or a coach. Um, this is, you know, it's been a decade since we've had a video game celebration of all of the things that make this such a compelling sport. Can you even try to explain how many people are involved in making this happen? Uh, for the, the I mean, it's it's for the game itself, it's thousands of people. <laughs> or you know, for the, the trailer, it's that's it's it's dozens, right? Like if we're, we're talking about the game, you know, it, it's funny if, for those of you guys that are, that are old enough and remember the, so the very first college football games that came out in the Sega Genesis. You had the, the Bill Walsh games before the 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 NCAA you know series started. Back then you literally would only have about two people programming the game. You know, two or, two or three people, you'd have a handful of animators. The, your play testers are, are, you know, guys elsewhere in the company. You ship the whole thing, and it, it's 12 guys, right? The, 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 the manual is, is mostly explaining how to play the game. You can't do that now. Now these are, these are hundreds of millions of dollars in budgets. You have animators and testers and coders from all around the world. Uh, there's a lot of people working on this in, in Florida. You have the, the motion capture and the 3D rendering of the stadiums is enormously complicated. And that's just EA, right? They've also gone to every school and, and like asked for help and getting the right helmets, getting the right historical uniforms. I, I talked to one fella at Troy who is, was a, like a, a, one of their best defensive players, a football player. He was the guy that took all the pictures for the stadium to the, for it to be rendered in the game, right? It's a lot of people that aren't going to show up on the credits. It's the triple A studio video game development now is just an enormously expensive, complicated project, which can be frustrating to fans. But that's what it takes to make what we enjoy on PlayStation now. Matt, uh, what do you know about the gameplay or anything like that? I mean, I know that, you know, they have the Madden engine that they can kind of just move over and change the graphics. But there are different things that go with this. So what do you think? Um, what do you think that will be like, or is it going to be kind of a different thing? So what's been impressed upon me as I've talked to communication staffers and developers at EA is that they want this game to be distinct uh, intellectual property from Madden. So yeah, there are some similarities. It's the same technical engine uh, and they're both football games, but that same engine also runs like the golf games and, and many of their other sports games. An engine can mean lots of different stuff. And, and what, what the folks I've talked to have been you know, pretty, pretty clear on is college football is a different sport than pro football. 
And part of that is in is in pageantry and iconography, and that's why I've written so much, and they spent so much of this commercial talking about marching bands and uniforms and rivalries and stadiums and all of the kind of you know accoutrements that, that make you know, every school unique. But it's also about the gameplay itself, right? Like the the even now it's become a little bit less popular, but you know, read option plays are more popular in college than they are in the NFL. Um, RPOs are a much bigger thing in college than they were in 2013, 2014, the last time we had this game. You have a much greater diversity in scheme and formation and play style than you have in the NFL. Um, and the the rules themselves of how you build a team are different. You know, the, the thing I would I, I would want people to know is like recruiting is literally not the same thing <laughs> as it was in 2014. Not just because of transfers in the NIL, which I'm told are, are going to be a part of the game, but the signing limit is different. National Signing Day is now National Signing Days. Um, the, you know, how, how, how players are moved and are retained and, and are, are added to rosters, they're all different. And if you want to make a realistic depiction of college football right now, your video game has to reflect those things. So I, I would tell people, you know, this game is not going to feel like a reskin of Madden, uh, both in the gameplay itself and in all of the stuff we do when we're not throwing around the football. You mentioned, Matt, that NIO will be a part of the game. It's going to be interesting to see how, how that goes and how they do that. But uh, in terms of NIL for the players, what is the, I guess, uh, compensation going to look like for an actual football player? And, and how does all that work, yeah. given that's how the game got shut down to begin with? Yeah, it's a really good question, right? And and folks at EA that I've talked to have, have like been pretty clear that there's no contract yet. They have not sent out a contract to anybody. Like Those terms are not completely finalized. I know there was some reporting earlier that the, the terms of the deal were, were 500 bucks per player. And and while I can't confirm that, I, I, I suspect the final number won't be too far off of that. And the reason why that number is way smaller than Madden, which is often, you know, I think around 15,000 uh, in a given year, you know, for one, EA would like to include as many scholarship football players across all of college football as they possibly can. That's over 11,000 people, right? That's more than four times the number of people that are in Madden. The, 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 I think the, the, the phrasing that EA has used internally and from talking to schools is this college football game is going to digitally represent more real people than any sports video game ever made. That's a very ambitious project, and that's going to be expensive, um, to, so you know, that's going to drive down the individual you know, value a little bit. Madden also is going to sell way more copies in this game, despite all of the, the pent-up excitement and, and energy uh, around it. What, 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 what I'm told is going to happen is once spring ball's done and the transfer windows are closed and we have a pretty good idea who's actually going to be on the team you know, leading into this year, that the EA is going to use a company called One Team Partners. That they're going to send out a, a contract through, uh, I think it's the CLC Compass app that many players already have installed on their phones to inspect the terms. They opt in. Um, the EA will use the headshots from their like official team photos to create a digital rendering of the player. Player gets the the, the, the base check, and the player's likeness is put in the game. If the player doesn't sign the paperwork, then, then uh, that guy's IP is not going to be in the game. They'll have a randomized player. So I, I don't think they're going to get everybody just because some 20-year-olds are not going to sign paperwork because that's what 20-year-olds do. But the intention is to get thousands and thousands and thousands of people into this game. So there's a question uh, from one of our members in the chat room. Maybe it's yeah. a dumb question, MC Gusto, but does 
Matt see a decline in the play by older fans due to the games being so complex? That's not a dumb question at all. And, and in fact, I think that's a, that's a really good, that's a good question. Um, one of the things that I think football games have had to do in the past is offer different levels of accessibility. And I can, I've joked about this too, right? Like when this game comes out, I'm definitely going to be playing, but I'll be 37 when it comes out. I've got two little children. I'm not the same video game player. I was when I was playing this when I 20 in my off campus apartment in Columbus, when the only things I really cared about were this game and girls and, and finding something fun to do on Friday night. Like I'm, I'm going to suck. Right. I, and I, I don't have the schematic knowledge that maybe some other esteemed ball knowers in, in this listenership have. So I mean, I'm going to have to adjust some sliders a little bit. I'm going to have to find ways so I can still have a fun experience. If you want an extremely complicated one, I, I, I you know, that option has been available to you in Madden that option has been available to you in NCAA. I would imagine that would be the case here too. But if you just want to have fun with your friends, I think that there's going to be ways to turn down the intensity a little bit. Well, uh, I can just tell you the last time I, I bought Madden when uh, my nephews were still young, uh, Matt was, uh, there was some yeah. slider moving down one for them because they didn't know football like it. And two for me, because my hand-eye coordination is not what it was. You know, it's, it's, it's the, yeah. the different thing altogether. So glad to, glad to hear that. But as far as you, you mentioned that less people will buy this than Madden and yeah. I mean, obviously, because Madden in the NFL is they're undefeated. It's such a huge, huge thing. But um, is part of them having to rebuild back up a fan base that is I'm 43, you're 37, you know, Garrett's 39, Craig's, you know, about the same age. Like we were the the wheelhouse of that game 20 years ago, and then and then 11 years ago when it left. But since then, like there might be some young people who like it, but for the most part, the massive video game audience hasn't seen it there during their developmental years. That, that's exactly right. And, and this is why it's, it's interesting because I get pushback on, on this re- and reporting from fans who think like, well, I love it and all my friends love it. And I'm in Starkville where college football is a civic religion. So of course, everybody here is going to love it. What do you mean it's not going to sell as much as bad? And like the projections I've honestly heard from licensing professionals are, you know, we hope it sells 30% of Madden. You know, 25, 30% would, would, would be a win. You know, part of that is, yeah, the NFL is global um, and, and the NFL is this behemoth. You haven't had this game here in a decade, but forecasting exact sales numbers is tricky for that exact reason. If you were a guy in your mid to early 30s to late to early 40s for nostalgia reasons, we, we know you're going to buy the game. Uh, your the EA is going to get your $60, your $70. We don't know exactly how 20-year-olds are going to respond. We don't know how people who don't have that built-in nostalgia are going to respond. We don't know how college football casuals uh, are going to respond or if people are going to play this game who aren't necessarily big college football fans at all. There are people, as crazy as this sounds, that play sports games pretty religiously and don't watch that sport. Like I probably play more NHL video games than I do watching actual hockey games. It's a different experience, and that's uh, their ability to sell. That is going to depend on how good the game is. Um, I'm sure this one is going to do well commercially, but that's going to be a big question. Can they convert people who don't revere the NCAA 14 game because it was an important part of their formative adult years? Matt, uh, elsewhere, uh, you had a piece uh, in your newsletter. I guess it was about a week or so ago, talking about all the 
the feverish, I guess, hand-wringing over the Big Ten and the SEC and this <laughs> alliance that's not called the alliance. And you laid out a lot of reasons for why it's not quite time to panic if you're not one of those two because, well, quite frankly, governments, based courts run college sports uh, in so many ways nowadays. I guess if I'm, I'm wrong in kind of summarizing it that way, please feel free to correct me, but can you kind of dive into that just a little bit? Because there's so much talk about the breakaway, as you know, and those two control everything, but not as much as maybe people think, right? That's, that is, that's exactly right. That's exactly the summation. And, and I've been kind of, you know, I've been burned by making a big deal out of press releases that athletic directors and presidents are talking before. Uh, here's the reality. It, it makes sense for the Big Ten and SEC senior leaders to talk about uh, NCAA governance reform, about the, the college football playoff. And maybe, maybe if I was a Big 12 fan, I should be a little nervous about that part. But, and also what it means to be a college athlete right now. That makes sense. They have the most money. They have the most political clout. Um, they, they have, they have the, the, the biggest brands. But it doesn't matter what anybody in that room decides about amateurism or about a play, uh, athlete classification or revenue distribution, because all of that is going to have to be okayed by courts. You can make whatever system you want, and if in nine months the, the, the federal district court says college football players are employees, or the NLRB says college football players are employees, you, throw, you have to throw out what you did, because now you have to comply with those rulings. And you have been deeply unsuccessful at lobbying Congress to go change those rules for you. The, 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 it's both good news and bad news. I think it's just the reality. College sports is changing. And college football players at places like Baylor and Texas Tech and Houston and, B, and BYU and in the ACC in two years are more likely than not going to be considered employees. And those schools are going to directly compensate those athletes, and there's going to be some level of revenue sharing and probably some element of the CBA. We don't know if that will also include volleyball players. We don't know if that will include volleyball players at, at Houston Baptist or I guess Houston Christian now, right? Or, yeah. or Stephen F. Austin or uh, UTRGV. Um, it might even extend all the way down to Trinity or West Texas A&M, right? Or Angelo State. Like that, the, these are, these are the, the, the big existentially kind of questions. And there's nothing that Tony Petiti uh, or Greg Sankey can say in a boardroom that changes any of that. Um, so that is both for, like, maybe liberating or maybe terrifying. Um, but those are the kind of folks that are going to really shape what the what this industry becomes in the in the in the near future. If you've addressed this already, I apologize. But what keeps yeah. a player? I think you mentioned five hundred dollars for a player to be a part of this game. What keep? What's going to keep? For example, let's say this was available last year that Caleb yeah. Williams wants to make more money than Blake Shapin when it comes to him being in the game. Yeah. A, a fair question, and, and this is what anybody would say, I think, to, to those individuals, right? If you are a professional athlete and you are in the NFL or the, the NBA or anything else, your video game rights are a, a part of a group license that's negotiated by your union. Mm -hmm. And those players all make the same amount of money, right? Like the, the quarterback for the Lions and the long snapper for the Lions get the same Madden check. Okay. The only differences are the people that are on the cover and people that are able to negotiate separate marketing deals. So if you don't like that, which is, which is fine, you don't have to opt in, you just won't be in the game, but there isn't a mechanism for you and the pros to have that individual negotiation. So if you are, you know, Caleb Williams isn't going to be in the game this year, but he's going to be in the NFL. But if you're for a, a superstar in college football this year, I, I think there's a possibility that some of them could sign individual marketing contracts with EA, where EA says like, okay, for you to be in the football game, I'm paying you 700 bucks. 
but if you make five Instagram stories promoting the game, I'll pay you $25,000 because you're, you're big and famous and that, that will help promote the game. Uh, that That's entirely possible. EA does that with Madden. Uh, NBA 2K does that with, with, with their video games to give you know Devin Booker more money um, than whoever's the, the third string guard for, for the Mavericks or something. Um, but that's how it works. And there, there may be a couple of players who decide you know not to be a part of the game for that exact reason, just like that's the case for for games now, I mean, you guys might, might remember this. Like Michael Jordan wasn't in a lot of the NBA live games. Everybody else was. He wanted more money. That's fine. Charles Barkley wasn't either. Matt, uh, do you think this will open the door for college basketball to come back? Because specifically, that was the video game that started this little war. Yeah, you know, I, I get this question a ton. And, and here, here are the, the two answers I can give. I have been told that there's no immediate a, a, a desire on the, on for EA or 2K, the company that, that makes the NBA games, to make a standalone college basketball game right now. Um, the college basketball games actually stopped being made before the end of the college football games, and the big reason for that was they didn't sell very well. College basketball is way more niche than college football. Um, however, there is hope in the licensing industry that if this college football game is not just commercially successful, but the licensing component of athletes is painless, um, that it will make it easier to get the green light for a college basketball game. And what I, what I, this hasn't happened yet, but I think would actually be easier would be for what we call a non triple a game or an indie studio to someone to, to make something that's way less complicated than March madness, 2016, maybe it lives on your phone or for the PC and licensed players. Like, I, I don't, I don't think I'm telling tales here is out of school. We've had conversations with some schools and CLC about licensing for athletic director simulator. You know, if I, if, if, if the price was right, would I be willing to, to pay a couple thousand dollars and find a way to work in like a bunch of athletes at Baylor into the game and use their real names? Sure. Um, I mean, that, that, that would probably be pretty good, uh, pretty good business here for me. And, and I, we can afford that. Uh, and that is something I think could happen faster than maybe a $70 college basketball video game made by 2K. I know you've got other things to do. You had a story yesterday, I think it was yesterday, the day before, about everyone's discussing the SEC Big Ten and all that. Uh, And and what else is the future for the others? You've kind of brought that up. But what about who's taking care of FCS in Division Three? What was the reaction on that this week? Yeah, well, I think that reaction to that story from non-industry was predictably swallowed up by the video game. And that's the kind of thing that's like, all right, we can talk about this again next week, right? Like yeah. I know no one no one wants no one wants to eat your vegetables when mom made pizza rolls. I understand. I'm not mad about that. But heck I got right from within college sports um was 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 favorable because this is this is uh, is touching a nerve, I think, for a lot of administrators. And it's not to take anything away from your mark or Sankey or people that are leading these major conferences. Because there's not a, a lot of the rest of the 200 schools in Division One don't agree on a bunch of things. Like Abilene and, and the SFA are different schools from the kind of people that are in like the NEC um, or, or or the Horizon League or something, right? They, they might not agree on, on on some other things, but nobody's really carrying the flag for their interests, and not just about legal interests, which I talked about a lot here. But I I don't mean to be too alarmist. There's some real legitimate talk about ending the concepts of universal automatic qualification for postseason events, not just the men's basketball tournament, but volleyball and soccer and baseball. 
Um, and, and there's some debate among the FCS one AAA level about, you know, maybe, maybe there's a compromise, right? You know, one thing that was floated to me by a couple of, of ADs and some are quoted in the story is this idea of maybe having more than one tournament. Like we can use baseball here for an example and say, okay, if you want to sponsor at least 25 baseball scholarships and have an operating budget of X, Y, and Z, you're eligible for an invite to the NCAA tournament. And if you don't want to do that because you don't have the money, that's fine too. Your conference champion gets to play in the mega gentrified Little League World Series or like you know, college college baseball tournament B or something, right? I think Ryan Ivey, the SV, uh, the Stephen F. Austin AD, was like liking it the Texas high school classifications, right? You got a tournament for the biggest school, tournament for the medium mm-hmm. schools, tournament for the smaller schools. Maybe you can do something like that. And if you're a small school that's amazing, like a Dallas Baptist, you can commit and opt in to the, the bigger financial considerations and, and, and play out. Not saying that that's imminent, but these are real conversations that are happening here um, to, that might accommodate the SEC's desire for more access and money and maybe have more equitable postseasons for everybody else. Thank you. We had one more question about the EA Sports game. Is, it, is there a number yeah. that you know of? Like, it, and the question was, is 2 million copies successful? Is, it, is there a number out there that would make that? Mm. Is that too early for that? Uh, I know it might be a little bit too early. It's a good question. I think I want to, I'd want to spend some more time studying because I want to say 2014, I think it's so close to 2 million. Like okay. the, the, the conversations I've had have been less about raw units and more about benchmarking it to Madden. Right. Right. So right. it's like if you hit 25 to 30% of what Madden does, <clears throat> that's excellent. Um, and, and that also means that that's revenue, not just from units sold. You know, the thing that, that gamers don't like, but Wall Street really does, <laughs> is that these companies make a lot of money through microtransactions, whether that's like through Madden Ultimate Team Mode or are people buying extra money for DLC. And so maybe if the NCAA game hypothetically doesn't sell as many copies, but those copies are worth $110 per user for EA, there's still a smashing success. Um, we'll, kind of, we'll, kind of, we'll kind of see how it goes. It's, 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 there's a lot of excitement and positive momentum, but there's some real unknowns here too. Thank you, Matt. As always, great stuff. This has been a Rogue Media Network. Production.